Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Grogan with Solutions for Solopreneurs. We are continuing our series, Journey to Entrepreneurship. Today, we are talking to Gull. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yes, you and, <laughs> and I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself in one minute. But first, if you are new to the podcast or to the YouTube um, series, it's all about how everyday people deal with the challenges of launching a business. So whether that be mindset, whether that be procrastination, and for you, the listener or the viewer, to see yourself in one or more of my guests so that you know, no matter what, you can launch a business. So it doesn't matter how old you are, what your socioeconomic status is, what you've been through in your life, you can launch a business and change your life. So go, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, my, my love. Okay, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Gul Khan. I am actually a barrister with UK. I'm based in East London, so I'm a barrister with the Middle Temple in the UK. I'm also a duly qualified solicitor with the England Aware Law Society, also in the UK, so I'm duly qualified. I'm on the rear breeds. I'm a solicitor and a barrister. Wow. And, and I'm also qualified as a New York Bar with the New, I've also qualified New York Bar Association. So I'm actually a New York Bar attorney as well. And I had my hypocritical bro oath and I went so when the clue into Albany, New York and had, had all of that ceremony. So all of that blah. So anyway, I'm qualified in three jurisdictions to work as a lawyer, but I practice in zero. I fully <laughs> practice as a as a money mindset expert. So I, I as I say, and I'll say I'll probably talk about this a bit later, but I'll give my quick introduction, which I normally give is that as a money mindset expert, I help entrepreneurs to break free from the limiting beliefs, to reverse their money shame and to blast the money blocks using my unique energy tools so that they can live a life of limited abundance now how did i get here and that's a lot so uh, it's a long long story but i'll give it in a in, in a short, shorter version as i can okay so um, i am not only am i um i'm a lawyer but i'm actually a, a severely dyslexic person as well so this the fact that i have qualified and have the uh, academia behind me is quite astonishing considering i'm quite severely dyslexic i wasn't able to read a full sentence until high school which i don't know what is for you guys but it was um, about 11 12 years old i wasn't able to read full sentence i didn't know this at the time that this was a problem i just thought it was just me i just you know that's how people learn wow. so so forth so i was not assessed to be dyslexic until the first year of my university my law degree and even then I was coerced into going by my my criminology teacher anyway they assessed me and the the, the assessor was quite astonished to see my results because I'm I've been an A-grade student most of my life but that's been through hard work and I just didn't know anything different I worked I right. used to be a hard worker it's a work ethic I think that goes with it so I had a really high um, grades not just that I've got five A-levels which in the UK the average person has three A-levels I've done five and all in sciences have got really high grades and I'm severely dyslexic. Even then when he assessed me, my other abilities are also quite high. I've got higher you know, IQs and so forth, but reading ability, even then as a first year of law student, my reading ability even then was below average. So wow. you can imagine the, how, um, <laughs> how hard I worked <laughs> to get my law degree oh my and to go on to become a lawyer. But so the question, you know, the people ask, well, if you worked so hard to become a lawyer, I'm not, it wasn't easy for me to study, especially read as much, the amount of case that we have to, and then to ch change careers all of a sudden. It wasn't an easy decision. It wasn't a conscious decision. I believe I was led by, uh, led mm. to this path by divine synergy through various things that happened in my life. So quickly, I I basically became a banking and finance lawyer. So I've always been interested in money, 
um, you know, per se, but more to that, I've been, I've been interested in personal development. So, so when I found out I was dyslexic back in special law, law degree, it led me on to this personal development journey, working out, okay, why did I get my grades? Because it wasn't, I say it's a joke, but it wasn't. When I looked at my, looked at the assessment and looked at what, what was supposedly a problem with me, right. and then I looked at what I achieved, it was astonishing. And I know for this for a fact, and I think it was a blessing, had I known that I was dyslexic and had the, right. the, the disadvantages associated with it, I don't think I would have achieved as much as I did. Right. I really don't think, even though it's the same person, I think you, you, you sort of latch on to the, oh, well, I can't do it, or I can't uh, right. do it. I never had that option. It was never an option. If I didn't get an A, why didn't I get an A? Would try harder, work harder, so forth. So I, I picked up a book by Tony Robbins. I was introduced to Tony Robbins at that age. I think I was 18, 19. And that led me on to a whole path of, you know, simultaneously developing my legal career and my personal development journey of personal success in terms of how I can achieve more. It also led me to on to making a, a commitment to myself to becoming a millionaire before I was 30. I hit the target at 27. I became a property millionaire because um, of various investments at the age of 27. But um, on the other hand, I also did end up in two, not one, two abuse marriages. Now those are two mm. blessings as well. I'll say they're blessings because right. now in hindsight, I worked out, they were, they, were there on my, they, were, they were there on my journey to help me to get to where I am right now, to be the person yeah. I am right now. Right. My first marriage was arranged marriage. I was the breadwinner in that one. And I was a banking finance lawyer at that time. And my partner at the time, he was a criminal lawyer. So we were both lawyers. Yet he decided he didn't want to be law anymore. He wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I agreed. However, they, it became a physically abusive relationship because he wanted to have control over me because oh, I was bringing yeah. in the money. Right. So I, le- I thought I learned the lesson. <laughs> I thought I learned the <laughs> lesson. And so once he and I, I you know, the, the physical abuse, once it, it I think if I tolerated to a certain level, it was right. once I had the baby. So my daughter was eight weeks old when the final episode happened. And I don't know what happened. Something snapped. Yes. And I, I picked up the phone, called the police, and that was the end of the marriage. Right. So once that marriage is over, I then made a mind up thinking, I blame the fact that I was a breadwinner and I was, maybe it was because I had the pants on or something like that, that, that caused that relation to you know, disintegrate into what it was. It wasn't the case. It was a guy. But anyway, I thought it was. Right. So the next marriage I had, I got married again, not partially arranged, partially, um, you know, the, the person chose me, I didn't, but obviously the, it was arranged, the way it was suited, so we got married. That marriage, the person, he did, he actually didn't want me to work, he preferred me to stay at home. So by then, um, I had, because of my first marriage, I had to go on maternity and I didn't go back to work because I we went through divorce and whatever else the other monarchy had to deal with. And keep in mind that I had to, you know, protect my property as well because by the time I had already bought my property and so forth I agreed to stay at home and I thought I'd do some things at home he his business took off he did really really well and then but unfortunately that marriage became abusive in the other way so that was abusive verbally emotionally and financially and also sexually so that became a very abusive relationship too quite so many she was a lot worse compared to the first one however when I was home during that period it allowed me the time and space to delve deeper into my mind, into psyche. I get, I got interested in alternative therapies and started healing. First of all, EFT, NLP, NLP first, then EFT, then EFT, emotional freedom technique. And that led me onto the path of becoming trained up as, as an intuitive. And I, I learned energy healing tools. And that led me to be where I am right now. So I had the skills which I use right now. So those were the skills that I used. And I became a healer. 
So I don't think you can become a healer. You can just practice and hone your craft to become a healer. You're a natural born healer anyway. Right. I think you either are or you aren't. Uh, exactly. But I got introduced to <clears throat> my healing, um, the modalities which worked for me, which right. were, and I could develop <clears throat> further and I could make it making my own. And that's what I did in that damn time period. However, that would be, it was a, a completely abusive relationship. But now I was completely financially dependent on this new person. Right. So I went from one extreme to the other. Right. So now, again, I this marriage became it got it got progressively worse and worse and worse. But now, keep in mind, this is my second marriage. I had another child from this marriage. I was adamant to make it work. Oh my gosh, was I make it work? Was I to work? I was gonna make it work. Um, <laughs> God, hell, come hell or shine. But again, so so I've been there, forcing that round peg into a square hole. I'm in a square peg into a round hole, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what, I was gonna make it work. You know, there was nothing that we couldn't we couldn't handle, and especially because I'm on this person drama journey. I thought, no, we can talk with things through, so we can clear the energy. Right. I can so see that. Oh so my goodness! Anyway, the sage, and you're talking about yeah, exactly energy clearing, saging, you know, thought it, <laughs> talk it through, you know, have space and calm down. Oh my gosh! I mean, we can laugh about it now, but at the time, I was very serious and adamant about it. However, he gave he gave me a way out. Thank God, he gave me a way out. He actually, uh, so he, I, I found out that he was cheating on me. Mm. And so, and even that, can you believe it? Even that, I thought, you know what? He made a mistake. Maybe something right. I did wrong or there's something right. wrong in the marriage. We can right. work on this right. too. <laughs> right. Oh, so gosh. he moved out of the home to make, to work on it. And for, thank God, thank God. Okay. But you know, he, he, he didn't work on it. Instead, uh, when he was out, he, she gave him the opportunity to do it more. And then I had to catch him red-handed. Uh, this is quite a funny story. Actually, I prayed to them that God, the, the divine source, the divine before, like, just give me a sign. Tell me what to do. What am I doing wrong? How can I make this work? I remember praying for that. How can I make it work? Next morning, had the intuition, go, just go there, go to where he's staying. And found him, I literally found him in the morning with another woman. So I literally called him red-handed. That was the end of marriage. So right. that was a clear-cut sign. Right. However, what he did then, he played the, the financial card because he didn't want to end our marriage. Right. He wanted to keep me and her. He had the audacity to say to me, I don't want to I don't want to leave you either. I want to keep you and her. And her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I, I mean, I'm Muslim, so he's ent supposedly entitled to ask. <laughs> but I mean, have to say no. And I yeah, said, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. I think, yeah, I'll, no. think I'll pass. Check, please. Check, please. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. So, but he was adamant. And what he did was at that time, we were used to a good lifestyle. We had nice cars. My, my, both my kids were in private schools. So I was financially blackmailed to stay. But then by then, I put my foot down and said, you know what? No, I'll do whatever it takes, but I'm ending this. So I ended the marriage and I had literally no money. Right. The gold I had was sold, or the savings were literally were sold. The properties I had, which still belonged to me, he didn't take anything from me. But I, I just, I just ended the marriage and took nothing from him. And he refused to give me child maintenance as well. So now I came to a point where I was at crossroads. Now, understand, Jamie, when you work, when you're out of the playing field, especially in banking, finance, any any legal profession, but any any profession rather, but especially in, in a really highly competitive profession like banking and finance lawyer. It's it, you need to come you know, out there for a few years. It's literally starting from ground zero. Right. So I was at this crossroads. I could actually go back to law and start from scratch, Ugh. working for people like 10, 15 years younger than me. 
at a junior position. And also keep in mind that I had to get the job back with me now being a single mom with two kids. And I remember the hours he used to do. And the hours he used to do before were, were fine because they allowed me to have the financial freedom to be able to make the properties and you know be financially free. So I didn't mind doing 80, 90 hours. I remember doing 80, 90 hours. And I remember, I remember having, you know, even sleeping at the, at the, at the at law firms at times. So, you know, we had a transaction going, because it's cross-international, we, we did international work. So I remember having that, um, that lifestyle. That could not work with my two young children. My children right. at the time were nine and five. That wasn't going right. to happen for them. Right. So, and then I had the other option. Uh, by then, I had been practicing and honing my ability to heal people. And I had been working with people and I got amazing results. Obviously, I wasn't doing it for many purposes. I was doing it for myself. When I, even when I trained up, not for a moment did I think I would go and become a healer or I would, bec- I would be having a business in this. It's just, right. it was never an option. It was, it, I never even considered it. I was a lawyer. That's all, that's all it was. When I would go back to work, be working as a lawyer, right. um, if that was the case. So when I, ha- when I was at this crossroads, that's when I decided I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to work around my children and I'm going to use this to heal people. And hence the reason why I'm a money person, because I realized then all my life I've been geared towards money. Money has, it, you know, has been influenced in one way or another. And unlike other people, I, at the time, obviously, because I'd worked through it, I didn't have negative feelings towards money. I didn't blame money for all my problems. Yet right. money was a major issue with most of my life. I had been emotionally blackmailed to the first marriage was because of money. The second marriage was because of money. So money played a major part and it does play a major part in most people's lives. They may not, they not, may not acknowledge it. They may refuse to accept it, but it does. And I wanted to be the person who healed people's relationships with money. And like I say, I'm an advocate and I became an advocate for money. And yeah. that's where I ended up being a money mindset expert. And that's, that business was born in 2017, but I had to work through it. I mean, beginning of 2017 till now, um, I, I had, the first year I had to work through my own money stories. Oh my God, did right. things come up? <laughs> you know, when you start work on, a, on a journey internally, yes. things come up. But again, such a blessing because I was able to now utilize that, use that memory, use those info, the, 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 the pain that I went through right. in order to heal my clients now. And that's why I get such phenomenal results. And I can, I can connect to people's stories. I can understand their issues so deeply. They're like, how do you understand what I'm saying? Because I've been through it. If not, right. if I haven't been through it, now I've worked with so many people that I can, I can recognize the pattern so quickly that, okay, that's what's the issue is going on. Or this is it. Or you, I can, I can I, I've become an expert. Like I used to call myself a coach. I call myself an expert now because I really do believe I've become an expert in recognizing people's money stories and changing that for them. Hence, I'm now a money mindset expert. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I love what you said about, and, so, and so I was like trying to take mental notes in my head um, as you were talking, because man, you talk fast. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Another one of the perks of being dyslexic. So what I found out was because my mouth is always trying to keep up, keep up with my brain, <laughs> I talk really fast. Thinking to myself, I'm gonna have to do subtitles because I mean, I, and it's funny because watching you, I can follow you, but I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this podcast, I'm gonna have to like tell people listen, listen to this on half speed so that you can catch what she's saying because she's dropping some serious knowledge. So, okay, to get back to what I was trying to mentally remember, number one, I love the fact that you said just money, just money has so much to do with our um, um, issues. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, and it like my, you know, ding in my head, I'm like, yeah. okay, 
But then I started to correct you because in my head, I'm thinking, you mean lack of money. Hmm. But then the more you talked, I'm like, no, it's both. It's both. It's both. It's the, the fear of money because for me, the lack of money is what I fear the most, but it's still just money. Yeah, it's, it's not. I promise you, it's not the lack of money. It's money itself. Right. So you're comfortable around a certain amount. Anything yeah. less than that, you get scared. Oh no! Oh no! Anything more than oh no! No! Oh no! So right. you keep yourself within this bracket, and every single person, not just oh you and I, every single person has this bracket. The brackets may be different for different right. people, but the brackets remain. And when you go below, it's like I always say, it's like a thermostat. If you go below it, you you get into your third gear, like you put things in for, you know into motion subconsciously attract situations, people, opportunities to make sure you've been got back in the bracket. On the other hand, if you are going above that bracket, that safety zone, you will do the opposite. You will right. self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see why your clients are like, get out of my head. Stop it. <laughs> I can so see that. <laughs> Especially if you're on a Zoom call with them. I'd be like, okay, I got to stop my video. say get out of my head woman (laughs) oh my gosh that's that's hilarious okay the other mental note that i made when you were talking um i love the fact it's this is one of the reasons why i do not do pre um calls and um you know stalk your facebook Mm. and stuff i don't do any of that because I want to make sure that what you're saying to me, I'm reacting the exact same way my listeners are, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. have any prior knowledge of you and your story. Mm-hmm. So when you were talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so been in a domestic violence relationship, check. <clears throat> Most definitely been terrified of the second major relationship failing. Mm-hmm. So all the things that you're saying, I'm like, yep, okay, yep, 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 <laughs> done that. yep, that's me. And so when you say that's why you have such phenomenal results is because you've been through it and you felt mm-hmm. it and you've, you've, um, you know, had to sit with it. And I, I, I call it my, um, you know, my, <laughs> my second self, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going through all of that and you're, you know, challenged with this, you did this, you did that. If you hadn't, you should have, you know, that's what my second self is telling me. Right. And that's the same with money. Why did you do that with your money? You shouldn't have done that with your money. You knew this was going to happen. And there's all this blame and all this shame. And when yeah. you, I was like, Oh my gosh, when you said that, because I, 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 I know I have money mindset issues. I yeah. know I do. <laughs> most people do unfortunately most people do right. and i'm so glad you could at least acknowledge it yeah i'll tell you a lot of people will say actually i have no money issues i've got no money issues i don't money's not important to me as soon as you said that i know you've got money issues <laughs> so is it okay for me to say um yeah i have money issues i want more of it and yeah and you can i mean i this i, I was just gonna say this is beautiful you already said like i you know I have money issues. Yes, you do. But it's like saying I have issues with, you know, Michael, for example, a random person, right? So how do you deal with issues if you have Michael? Talk to Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Talk it through. Build a relationship. If, he, if Michael's nobody, then it doesn't really matter. But if Michael's important, then you become friends with Michael. 
and this is where one of my one of my things comes out i teach this quite extensively in my in my challenges which we run every three to four months and it's called millionaire mindset makeover challenge and in those challenges i talk about your money avatars and people are like what 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 do you mean by that yeah what i mean is exactly this i want you to personify money up until now we know i mean you're 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 consciously aware so you know the fact that everything is energy right the quantum physics teaches us you know your hair is energy your your sound of voice energy your thoughts are energy everything's energy which means money's energy also right now if money's energy and you are not energy then we're not different we just have physical form and money doesn't right Mm. so if you in your mind give money a personification personify it and don't think too much just allow your subconscious mind to throw an image at at your mind uh, of a person that that that's that's what resonates with you in terms of money what what, 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 what would money look like for example for me money is a sexy sassy um greek goddess she has golden um golden locks and she's got curly hair and she wears a toga and she's got this crown thing and she's funny as hell really intelligent really smart and she's a bit of a bimbo like you know she's sort of depicts me right and, and she comes across a little really like you know she's a bit for you know a bit for dumbo um excuse the language i think when i talk especially the talk at times people think really and then i and then i open my gob and i like i, I speak so eloquently and they're like oh <laughs> she has brains <laughs> so that's my money avatar she's funny as hell and she's amazing and she's smart and she's sassy and she's funny and she's my best friend now i have this image of, of money guess what i can be friends with her now now if you if, I, if you're trying to be friends with a piece of paper your subconscious mind or your conscious mind will think what how can i be friends with her how can i have any affection towards her how can this piece of paper be worth so much or right. you know have so much impact in my life right. however if you see it as a personification as a money avatar as i call it your money avatar then you can build a relationship with it you can build a relationship with her when you first meet your money avatar in the, in the, in the challenges you find most people say well i she didn't talk to me or he didn't talk to me very much they were they, you know but then you understand because you've been so rude and so abusive and so obnoxious towards money all your life why do you expect this person who's been so horrible to you all your life would all of a sudden open you you know welcome with your open arms it wouldn't would it so that could be the case other times they're like oh hi you know it's just a fur- introduction fair enough that's even the whole point of the chair of the makeover challenges for you to get introduction with your money you know with your money avatar obviously if you come work with me we build that relation further but the idea is at least you get to meet your money avatar and it's not i mean everyone has a different avatar because it's your subconscious mind this is personal to you it's how you view money it's how you have this relationship with money whether you know you're not every single person has a relationship with money every single person does it's true whether you're aware of it and if you are aware of it how are you developing it Wow. It's very difficult to develop a relationship with a piece of paper or something that has so much negativity attached to it. Money is a root of all evil. Money is hard to come by. I never have enough money. And remember, every money time you get annoyed, you. Yeah, money issues. Every time you have issues with your life, you're like, you blame money. It's because of money. Like, I could have easily blamed money for it. It's because of money my first marriage broke out. You know, it became abusive for me. It was because of money I had to put out with abuse on the second marriage. It was because of money I was stuck here. It was because of money. You blame money. Poor money had nothing to do with it. It had nothing to do with it. It was your energy. It was your ideas and your thoughts and your conscious decisions which led you to where you are. What did the money have to do with it? Nothing, right? right? So this is one way to change your ideology and thinking about money. Also, a lot of people have this need for money. Like, I need you, I need you, I need you. And I'm really against it. I can say hands on heart, I'm probably the most passionate. And I'm an advocate for money. I'm the most passionate person about money. Yet I have no greed for it. Mm. In no part of my energy will you see any need for it, need or greed for it. 
okay? And the reason is because I've made friends with money. Now, you know, Jamie, if you have a best friend and you're always like, oh, you know, my, oh, my that needy one. friend. Yeah, just Ugh. come, just please come, please come. I really need you, I need you. Can you imagine how do you feel? Even if you, you may love her, but you're like, oh, I don't think so, right? On the other hand, you have a friend who comes, oh, Jamie, I missed you so much, girl. Come on, let's go for a cup of coffee. Let's go and have something in a spa day, do whatever. You say, yeah, why not? You'll make the time in your diary to go and see her, have a cup of coffee with her, go and have a, a drink, whatever that. And guess what? You're having fun and you're enjoying your time. But you know, at the end of a meeting, money has to, you know, your friend has to go, your best friend has to go, but you know the fact that whenever you need your friend, she'll be there. Before you need her, she'll turn up. Okay. And whenever you need her, she's always going to be there before you have to ask her for help. That's what best friends are for. Right. This is where money comes in. So you know the ebb and flow of money. Money has to come, money has to go, right? But when you have the trust factor there that money will show up before you need it, before you know you need it, you're good. This is what your money avatar will do to you. And this is how you start to change your money issues. Instead of having money issues, you start developing a relationship with money. How's that? Holy crap. So when you started talking about money avatar, this can I just tell you what sure, sure. to my... <laughs> So, <clears throat> do you know um, the Lord of the Rings? Yes, 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 okay, yes. So, so of course, Gollum sitting there with like, you know, three strands of hair mm. and he's like hoarding money because mm. that's what it feels like to me. And he's keeping it from me. And yes. he's, he's, he's challenging me to say, no, this does not belong to you. This is mine. Mm. This is mine. My precious. <laughs> okay. So now, can you see if that's the image you have of money, why would money come to you? <laughs> money is evil. Money is greedy. Money is, uh, especially Lord of the Rings, the example you've given, it's just, it's just causes you to become, I mean, he became evil after, you know, after, <laughs> after yes. he had the, had, the, had the ring. So, you know, so for that reason, you're evil. And therefore, you know, why would I want you in my life? Can you see that? Now compare that to my example. Right. Sexy, sassy girl who goes, go, let's go. How do I get a money avatar like that? I want your money avatar. <laughs> Anybody can have any money avatar. The only thing is, I mean, I've had clients who've who initially had one money avatar. And the avatar, as you change your relationship and ideas and energy around money, your image and your personification of money changes too. It has to. It has to progress with you. So what they find is it, it starts off with this one avatar and it progresses to another one. And one of my um, my clients, she initially saw, she, um, she's Indian. She saw Lakshmi, the goddess Lakshmi, yes. as a money avatar. But then she, that that Lakshmi transformed into this fiery goddess. I can't remember the other name of the other goddess. But it became that. And it was, oh yeah, the female Shiva, which is represents fire. And so there's a complete different ideologies in terms of money. But then now it became from someone which is a symbolic. So Lakshmi for me is symbolic of money from the Indian culture. It doesn't really become an avatar. It's just that when you think if you're Indian and from that continent and from that background, you're, you, grew, you grew up with the image of luxury. So that's the right. image that you've been given, okay? Right. Which is, by the way, someone you worship, something you put on a pedestal, something you keep away from. Untouchable. Whereas, uh, untouchable, right? And then there, whereas compared to this one, which is fiery one, you know, who goes and gets what she wants and has full of passion and drive and so forth. So as she changed her money story, her, her money avatar went from luxury 
the goddess Lakshmi to this other goddess, which was fiery, feisty, and she was able to have that passion, which otherwise this other client of mine, she's quite very, she's very softly spoken, very sweet, but you can see the drive and the passion coming mm-hmm. there, and that's, yeah. that actually shows up in her work. So her literally, her within her eight weeks, her business exploded. She uh, set up an online business, and she sold out. I think it was an eight weeks or ten weeks. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. Eight, but still, that's really brilliant. Within joining the mastermind, eight to ten weeks, she sold out. Now, why that happened? It's the same person, but because she now had that passion, that drive, she's able to replicate that in her business and able to attract the clients to her which can you know profit from her services can you see how, how wonderful it is and how it plays in every part of your life yeah and and it's funny because um being on this personal development journey that i'm on um and i'm concentrating so much on respond um re, uh, responding not reacting and yeah. i'm concentrating on you know um my reality and uh, the story that i tell myself and and but now that i'm listening to you i realize that I'm compartmentalizing mm. my journey. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to concentrate on this. I got to concentrate on this, and then I can concentrate on that. Yeah. And then I can concentrate on that. So what I'm realizing is that even though I'm doing this personal development work, I've cut off that money avatar that, that, yeah. um, Most people have. It, it's, and it's strange. So, and, and as you're talking, I'm like, holy crap, this is exactly what I do with my clients for their inner critic, for their, for their self-talk. I, I help them create um, an inner critic avatar and, mm-hmm. and they build it and they give it a name and they give it a, um, um, a tone it's of voice. It's a powerful tool, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, it's, tool. It, it's huge because my, my um, inner critic's um, name is Priscilla. Mm. And so literally I'll say out loud to myself, shut up, Priscilla. That's not true. (laughs) You know, when I'm like, you're fat, nobody's going to care what you have to say. You know, Mm. how can you be a coach when your life still isn't, you know, perfect. (laughs) So now I'm thinking to myself, okay, so how do I implement? And I know this is, I know this is what my client, uh, my uh, listeners and viewers are thinking. Okay. So now that you, I'm sold, you sold me on that. Right. So now number one, um, if you know, they want to work with you, how do they work with you? Number two, do you have, like you said, you were talking about your challenge. Um, I, that challenge needs to be everywhere and people need to know that they can't compartmentalize their journey. Absolutely. You and I are here talking for a reason. Yeah. Oh gosh. There's no such thing as a coincidence. There's never a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I think that's why I said everything in my life is a blessing. And I've I've laughed or talked about it in a way because I've worked through it. So it's not because it was funny. It's now it's hilarious now. And I can joke about it because I'm neutral towards it, but it is, it requires work. Wait, say that again. That is so, so important. Say that again. Um, You've worked through it and now you are neutral towards it. So this is very important. You become neutral to your past, the the circumstances, the issues, or the people. So one of the things that I teach in my mastermind, and that's the the program that I offer after the challenge, it's, uh, it's how to become neutral to everything that's happened to you. And now when I say neutral, I mean everything from being sexual abused, to, so for example, my, one of the worst things you can imagine is walking in and finding, and literally when I had Pedro had two, my, two, both my kids with me, because I dragged them in the car with me, when we drove, <laughs> drove for an hour and a bit up to pick in and to see him. 
And um, when at the surprise visit, I remember walking in and seeing him and you know her half naked. <clears throat> that was probably the worst stage of my life. And I cried probably for about two months. I didn't sleep for yeah. two months. I cried and whatever else. I went through the whole process. I could talk about that now as if it was a movie. There is no emotions. And mm -hmm. I've forgiven him unconditionally. I forgive him. Now we're, we're simple. We, we're you know, co-parenting our children. He doesn't give me money, but he's still my children's father. So we you know, work very well together. But I wouldn't be here if I wasn't able to unconditionally forgive him. I forgave him before he asked for forgiveness, before he deserved it, before he became the person he is now. He was a jerk, I could say jerk, right. uh, for quite a long time. Right. But this requires you to work through situations, work through every single memory of yours, forgive, let go. But one thing which is I, I which I'm very different from everybody else. People say, Oh, you need to forgive and let go. I'm saying, hang on a minute, one second. If you're right. angry, be angry. If you're right. upset, be upset. If you're frustrated, say frustrated. So embrace your emotions. Embrace it, feel it, and then let it go. Right. You need to really feel those emotions and for every situation. This that I have a process to go through that, and that's why you know my mastermind <laughs> is what it is. And the the, the way to, once you felt it, you let it go. Once you've let it go, it's gone. The memory will remain. It's like scars. So right. the, when, you have a, when you have a surgery, the scars remain, but the pain's no longer there. So you have, mm -hmm. yeah, I had a surgery back 10 years ago, but the scars still there to show you that it, it, it happened. It's right. not like something, a memory that, you know, you should forget. Right. But it's faded. It doesn't cause you pain and doesn't stop you from moving forward now. Mm. very important and this is what we do and this is what you have to do now coming back to the question of, of the makeover challenge the makeover challenge we do this every three to four um depending on when people are listening to this you can go along to the website millionaire mindset makeover challenge is literally those three words millionaire mindset makeover.com challenge millionaire mindset makeover.com and with those the, every time we have run it we have a new date on it now this is free it's five day challenge and we talk about money avatar in there i taught i should take you through a process of connecting you to money avatar. So one of the things is, yes, it's fine to talk about it. How do I connect to this money right. avatar? So right. I have a process that I take you through during this challenge. It's on day four, I believe. Yes, it's day four. And on that day, we actually, are you connect there and then with group collective. Now, something else which I'm quite, quite keen on. I don't know if you are familiar with this, Jamie, or not, but group collective energy is very powerful. Individually, you and I can only do so much, but when in the group collective, and if you have someone like me who's able to, I'm quite blessed that way, I'm able to utilize the group collective energy to, for everyone's betterment. So we are together, stronger, better together, rather individually, okay? There's some, the total sum of our components is, is you know, us together is far greater than some components of our individually, okay, individual energies. So therefore, in that group collective energy, we are able to connect to our, um, our money avatar that much more stronger. And therefore, we're, once we're connected, we can work out why we, money hasn't been showing up in our life and what issues we need to resolve. And you realize, when you start building your relationship with money, you realize, what stops it and what stops it is your money blocks and what's money blocks your emotional baggage that you picked up from various relationships various things that's happened in your life um victim energy you name it that's your money blocks and that stops you from having a relationship with money so hence when i became a money mindset expert i when you come to work with me i don't talk about money as much because you know money is important and money's going to come how do we get money is how do we deal with our inner self so very first module we'll talk about is forgiveness. Hence, I've done it myself. Forgiveness, I, I, one of the things I talk about is forgiveness is the path to prosperity. This is why. If you can't forgive yourself and everybody else, and by the way, divine source energy, most people don't understand this, 
every time something bad happens, and especially if you believe in God, you're like, well, if God exists, how can God let this happen? How could God this happen? And then you say, no, 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 God's good, God's good, God's good, right? I shouldn't be, that's blasphemy, whatever, right? But subconsciously, you're saying, God, how could you let this happen? I'm a good person. I believe in you. And this time it happened. So guess what? Forgiveness for devices energy also. And that's where you become neutral, like, like I am. and say, everything happens and everything happened for my betterment. Right. Right. So um, it's amazing. that That's just so much information. And I, I'm going to challenge my listeners and the viewers to go back and watch this and listen to it several times because you're going to get more out of it. Um, yeah. 100%. I just started a book club um, on Friday because I've been wanting to read this book for probably six years now. The Power of Now. Oh, brilliant book. So, <clears throat> but I was like, you know, I would start it and then, you know, eh, you know, and I, you know, get half through halfway through the first chapter and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. You know, this is, you know, and I have to go back and read, you know, the, the pages that I just read. And so I'd always put it down. Um, well, when this, all of this stuff happened in this wor the world, mm -hmm. um, I started saying to myself, um, because I, I'm an empath yeah, and I absorb everything yeah. and I haven't learned just yet, I'm working on it, how to um, absorb and then clear, you know, my air. Oh, you need to cut cords. I can teach you that. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard problem. I have a huge issue with that. I'll dream about things, you know, um, um, the next day I'll be worrying about that person that, you know what I mean? And yeah, and yeah. You need to, as an empath, you feel very drained, especially what's going on at the moment. You feel very, very drained because you're picking everyone's up, everyone's emotions up. And I'm a very strong empath. So that's probably why we connected. Right. For right. sure. You need to cut cords with everything. And that's one of the things I teach on the makeover challenge as well. That's actually the very first thing I teach on day one. And it's very common. If, you, if you're a strong empath, you, you probably hate morals as well. Because when you go there, all the energy bombards you and like, oh my gosh, what the hell? It doesn't matter how much of an extra you are. You hate being in large crowds because everyone's energy is bombarding you and you're drained. And you're like, what just happened? Yeah. I didn't hardly anything. I just went to the shops and came back and I'm like dead. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I love that group collective that you just talked about. So that book club that I started because I mm -hmm. wanted to give myself accountability, right? Brilliant. I wanted to say, okay, I'm promising that these people in this group, you know, that we're going to go through this together and they, you know, and, and now I just realized that that's why I did that. Because Brilliant. It, subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Subconsciously you did because you put, pull people together and remember like attracts like so the kind of people you'll attract into the book club would be very similar to your energy yeah very powerful that's amazing you are amazing literally oh thank you, you. amazing um and and i can totally see why your clients get such amazing results because you're that and and i it's funny because i call myself a catalyst for change that's yeah. that's my when people say what do you do i say i'm a catalyst for change and yeah. then of course they're like huh <laughs> I totally get what you mean, but yeah, I can imagine the average person you have. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> because I want to help, and I say, I, um, hope, and the acronym for hope for me is help other people evolve. And that's what I mean Beautiful. by being a catalyst for change. So I can see in people, which I know you can too, because you're yeah. a strong 
path. Um, I can see in people things that they don't see in themselves. Absolutely. Right. But I can't do that for myself. We all have blind spots. <laughs> That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, I say, I say there's no harm in admitting and asking for help for yourself because it doesn't matter how brilliant you are. It doesn't matter the best surgeon in the world cannot operate on himself. It's just not possible. Why mm. is energy healing or, or, you know, or dissecting your mind any different? You have blind spots. You have emotional entanglement with your own life. Why would you expect that you would know the answers? That's amazing. I love that analogy for the surgeon. I'm actually going to use that um, because, you know, whenever I am talking to people and I am sharing my journey, um, I get a lot of that. Um, oh, well, you don't have your shit together. Clearly, you don't have your shit together, you know, because when I say, yes, I have a coach or yes, I'm still working on that part of yeah. my you know, personal development, then then I get those people that say, well, how can you be a coach? And I shouldn't say these people. I should say like people that I love that are mm -hmm. very close to me that yeah, are like, know. you know, know, they're like, you know, we barely paid our rent last yeah. month. How yeah. are you a coach? You know? Yeah. Um, so I love that analogy for the, sur the surgeon. I love that. I mean, the thing is, I, my, one of my biggest things that I say to people is if you are not learning, if you're not growing, how can you help other people? Mm. right so i'm constantly reading i'm i have a, an energy coach myself who helps who's, who's still helping me through because the sexual trauma was quite extensive right and i'm still working through that i'm not I'm, i've been single for a while for this reasons i didn't want to get into another relationship until i was healed fully right. and there's no shame in admitting that i'm still healing that aspect right. of myself i've forgiven him but i doesn't mean that i don't need to heal so the you know the person who stabbed me i'm forgiven but my stab needs to be healed right and that's where i need a coach right uh, there's no harm in me admitting that i'm not ashamed of it if anything i would say if for most coaches i would say this to them if you don't have a coach yourself then how can you expect somebody to pay for your coaching uh, mm. fees or for your coaching factors? I have, I always pay my coaches more than what I charge my clients on reason. Right. That if I'm asking someone to help me, they need to be better than I am. Right. And if I'm charging fees, then I can't charge fees more than my, my, than my mentors. Right. Therefore for my business, I have mentors. I have two male, two male ones. And both of them are really high end eight. I think both are eight figure earners. So I, I pay them, uh, you know, mental fees for that. And then I have an energy healer who does charge, who's, who does want to one, who's very high end as well. And I'm happy to pay those fees because I'm charged, my, my fees are high. And why shouldn't right. they? Because right. I provide that service. Right, right. And, and you know, <laughs> when I started this journey, um, this, what I do now and the, the amazing clients that I work with now, mm -hmm. um, is totally not who I set out to, to, you serve. know, to serve. So, and, you know, and I think it was the sixth client that came to me that was a spiritual healer. I was like, okay, what the hell is going on? What, <laughs> what the hell is going on? But then when I just fell into it and I opened up to it, I realized because I'm a healer. Yeah. That's why like attracts like. <laughs> So of course, somebody who is, you know, um, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company um, and have all of these different beliefs are not going to, they're not going to be attracted to me, you know? And, and so when I fell into that and I was like, 
I'm good with that. That's okay. And okay I, I'm going to correct you here for just oh for gosh. a second. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so this is a limiting belief that a CEO of a, of a Fortune 500 company will not be asking for help from you. Okay. Mm. Why not? Because uh, I could easily have been one of those CEOs, so you know, of a CEO right. of, of Fortune 500 company, right. and I'm a strong empath. I mean, I had no idea I had these healing abilities. I had no idea I was here. I was earning right. like at the age of my mid twenties, I was working for Scaran Ops, earning multiple six figures. So, you know, there's the, why mm. wouldn't CEO you know be attracted to you? It's your limiting belief. Mm. Yes, a, a CEO who doesn't have ideas about. Um, you know, uh, conscious ideas and consciously aware as you need to be, or it's not a strong empath like you, will not be attracted to you. But a CEO who is consciously aware, who's open to the idea of being healed and who needs your help, who recognizes your value, will. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> wow. Um, Gull, thank you so much. This has been um, amazing. And every single interview I do, I learn something. I write things down. Um, I share with my audience later on. I share with my other guests later on. Um, but how would people get in touch with you? What's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? So you can find me all over social media. My my Twitter handle is it's Gul Khan. Facebook, it's The Gul Khan. LinkedIn's easy. It's Money Mindset with Gul Khan. Again, Pinterest is Money Mindset with Gul Khan. My, um, my Instagram is also Money Mindset with Gul Khan. And I have a, uh, my uh, YouTube channel coming out. Well, actually, we, have, we, we haven't actually actively started launched it yet. Again, it will be Money Mindset with Gul Khan. And I am launching my podcast next week on monday so we hire, yes it will be called money mindset with gold Khan. so i'm not very different everything's <laughs> the same so you can find me all over with money mindset with gold Khan. and if you want to participate in the challenge we do have a challenge coming up depending on when you're hearing this it may have already passed but we we do them regularly throughout the year at least four times a year so come to the url money mindset sorry millionaire mindset makeover.com it's www dot millionaire mindset makeover.com come along register see when the next uh, challenge is happening and rich that's completely free it's five days free and you get five days of me going crazy for five days and we i'll give you tools and practically explain my methodologies and i promise if you love today then you will absolutely love the challenge yeah for for sure i'm going there directly after this and looking awesome. it up and um i am going to include all of your social media links Thank you. um and if anybody and i wanted to spell your name oh, sorry I, i'm sorry i forgot to mention my website as well it's um Gulkan, it's literally my name so it's www.gulkhan.com okay and you spell your name g-u-l-l yes k-h-a-n okay i wanted to make sure i said that so that when people later on if they're driving you know and later on they're you're googling you i wanted to make sure that i said exactly how to spell your name um so thank you so so much for your time um i'm definitely going to ask if you can come back um i would love to i had <laughs> such an amazing time it's so fun talking to you. you're amazing jamie i loved oh it my gosh. thank you like attracts like that's, that's yeah exactly like attracts like <laughs> So thank you so much for sharing time and space with me and um, the audience and um, blessings. Love and blessings. Thank you so much for having me.